0: Turn with me, please, in the Scriptures to the 34th Psalm, Psalm 34. Let's join faith together for utterance, for the anointing. We should stir ourselves up in awareness that you and I are not the only ones here. The Lord is here. By His Spirit. Is that right? His angels are here. His Holy Spirit, as we said, is here. And the more mindful of Him we are, the more easily and more fully we can receive from Him. If I'm just looking at you and only aware of you, you're just only looking at me, only aware of me, we're limited. We're restricted. But if I'm looking to Him and you're looking to Him, We'll hear from him. We'll receive from him. So let's do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance, asking you for the anointing, asking you, Lord, to help us to be more aware of you and focused on you and mindful of you and speak to us exactly what you know we need to hear right now the most pressing thing, the most needful thing, the most important thing, and the next steps and parts of your plan and your will, we ask for it, and hearts and minds that can receive it, discern it, and thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers before and this prayer and revealing yourself to us and showing us what's you and what's not you, what's right and what's not right, what's God and what's just men. Thank you for helping us to grow up in you and get free from being tossed around and misled and and carried astray, but established in you and strong in you and used of you to be a blessing in this earth. We thank you for it. We believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Psalm 34. You go in there. Y'all going to help me, right? You. We prayed the prayer. We released our faith. We're having fun in church today. We're, we're doing good. We're we're blessed. Blessed. So blessed. The blessed people call us blessed. People say, man, y'all are blessed. And they say, you want to see some blessed? I'm blessed. But you want to see some blessed
1: people.
0: Look at that Faith Life bunch, man. They are. <laughs> not that God you know, is playing favorites with us. It's just we believe he's that good. Yes, That's exactly right. And not everybody does. Yes, sir. If you believe more in blessing than somebody else, you're going to wind up more blessed than them. True. It's not because God is playing favorites. It's just you qualify. You believe it. Uh-huh. They don't. Right. They're limiting him in that respect. You're not. In Psalm 34, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. If you're delivered from all your fears, what are you? Free. You're fearless. They looked to him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his all his troubles. What kind of troubles does a poor man have? Poor troubles. Is that right? And if you got delivered from all your poor troubles, you ain't poor no more. <laughs> I know everybody don't believe that. But they won't be bothered with it either. Exactly. It's just what we were talking about. If you don't believe it, you're not going to experience it. The angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers them. You believe that too? There's some folks who don't believe in angels. So they have problem after problem while their angels just stand around and watch and go, I wish they believed in us. We could help them. I don't go anywhere without my angels. How about you? We? They travel with me Travel around us. They go before us and they're behind us. Yes. Above us, beneath us. Yes. Round about us. And they're encamping all around about us to do what? To deliver us. Yes. When we need it and as we need it. I mean, they will bear us up in their hands. They will pick us up. Yes. Lest we stump our toe. Yes. Is it Bible or not? you yes. Well, I don't know about all that. Well, you, you're going to stump your toe again and again. <laughs> oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Somebody said that out loud. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. One translation said, experience it for yourself. You know, hearing somebody talk about something is one thing. But at some point, you get tired of hearing about their experience. And you want to have one of your own. You know, somebody's telling you about how how good some food is. Oh, then you ought to have some of that. That was wonderful. Well, where's that? Right? Me taste it for myself. You know. And God's that way. Don't don't be content to try to live vicariously off of somebody else's experiences in God. Have your own. Know him for yourself. Taste and see how good he is for yourself. Experience him personally. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there's no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing is added there, but it, it's not just things, it's any good. Is he talking about good? Yes. He, you see it repeatedly in this psalm, which is why we're reading it. Uh, Taste to see how good the Lord is. Yeah, they that seek the Lord, they that what? Seek. need to remember that. We're going to see that again soon. They that seek the Lord shall not want any good. You need to say that out loud a few times. They that they seek, seek the, the Lord "...shall not want any good." Say it again. "...they that seek the Lord shall not want any good." Who's not going to want for any good? They that what? Seek. Seek the Lord. Keep that in mind, please. And he went on to say, "...come ye children." Hearken to me and I'll teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desires life and loves many days that he may see what? Good. See, he keeps talking about good. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. If you want good, you need to seek good. If you want to reap good, you need to sow good. If you want to have good, you need to talk good. Seek peace and pursue it. Let me uh, elaborate on this just a little bit. You know, the Bible said the the Israelites delivered out of Egyptian bondage. They sent the 12 spies into the land. And the Bible said that 10 of them, all of them except for Joshua and Caleb, returned and brought up an evil report. Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. Brought up an evil report, the scripture said. What was the evil report? They talked bad about the land that God had given them. They talked bad about the situation. They emphasized the problems and the obstacles and the negatives. And the scripture called that evil talk. Anybody listening? Now, did God know the giants were there? Did he know the walled cities were there? But does he already have a plan to yes. take care of the walls? Yes, sir. We saw it at Jericho. Yes, sir. Right? Does he already have a plan to take care of the, the giants and their iron chariots and, and everything? Yes. He's not, he's not trying to work up something or he has the plan. Yes. yes.
1: Yes, sir.
0: But the thing that hindered them and caused that whole first generation to not make it and not go in, they talked evil. They believed evil about that. They talked evil about their self. We're nothing. We're just grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody say evil talk. Evil talk. If you want to have good days and see a bunch of them, yeah. you can't talk like that. That's right. I tell you what, I, you know, I just turned 45 and I guess I'm, my good days are behind me now. I'm just falling apart. This ain't working like it. This is not working like it. That's evil talk. Yeah. I said, that's evil talk. And how I many of you talk like that, you're not going to make it as far as you could have. That's right. At some point, that's going to take years off of your life. Yeah. Not maybe. Yeah. It is. Yeah. The Bible said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Is that right? Yeah. It is. So, we must control ourselves. I know you'll be tempted to. All of us have flesh and feelings. You'll be tempted to. There'll be times you'll have to bite your lip to keep from talking about how bad it is. (laughs) But if you believe in God and you believe the Bible and you believe in spiritual principles, you'll just get a hold of yourself and say, I am not going to talk that. When the giants are right there, I know they're there. But the giants alone is not what kept them out of the promised land. Because the next generation came right over them. Is that right? Came through them proven it could have been done a generation before. It wasn't the walls that kept them out. It wasn't the giants that kept them out. It was their fear and their unbelief, evidenced by their evil talk. Talk good over your family. Talk good over your kids. That boy, if he don't straighten up, he's going to ruin his whole life. You watch it. If you don't quit what she's doing, running with that crowd, I mean, she'll be in jail. They'll be in reform school. If they got problems, they already got enough stuff working against them. You need to put some some words working for them. There's not that many people that believe like we're talking about. God needs you. They need you to be on the job and speaking life over them and truth over them And to be spiritual enough to not be moved by what's glaringly in front of your eyes. Oh yeah, there's problems there. There's giants there. So tall, how could you miss them? There's walled cities. They're giant. How could you miss them? But how many understand faith people don't talk about the giants? They don't talk about the walls. They don't talk about the symptoms. They don't talk about the sins. They don't talk about the failures. They don't bring up an evil report. They agree with God. Like Joshua and Caleb, they said, hey, hey, this is a good land. It's a good land. Look at these grapes, buddy. Look at this. And it's ours. And if God's with us, and he is, then they are bread for us. This is a piece of cake, man. We can do this. Come on, get your sword. Let's go. But the evil report talkers made them so mad. They wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. Right then, right there. Now, what we're seeing is that most of the people refused to believe the good report about the good things. And chose to believe an evil report about bad things and that limited and restricted God in their life and actually listen is everybody awake prevented the plan of God from coming to pass in their life did you hear me I'm going to go over that and say that again most of them at that time chose not to believe the good report About the good things. Tell me, what was the good report? It's a land that flows with milk and honey. It's the most beautiful of lands. It's wonderful. It's glorious. And what's the next wonderful part about it? I have given it to you. Is that good news? Come on, is that good news? Then they should have been shouting, they should have been celebrating. What about when they saw the Giants? No problem. Well, that's going to get your attention. Sure it is. That's going to get your attention. But do you have to decide not to believe the good report? Do you have to decide? Well, I know what God said, but look at them Giants. <laughs> what well, basically what they did, they decided that's not true. It's not our land. And we're not going to be able to enjoy it. It's never going to happen. And in fact, instead of emphasizing how good the land was, they talked about how bad it was. They said it's a land that eats up the inhabitants. It's a land. It's a graveyard. You want to die? You go over there. They spoke evil of what God called good. They called good evil. But all, they, they didn't change the truth, they didn't change God, they just disqualified themselves. They chose to believe the evil report mm-hmm. instead of the good report. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a song we sing sometimes about that, whose report will you believe? Well, I want you to go with me to the book of uh, Romans, 10th chapter, and we'll see where some of that comes from. And the Lord's helping us. Yes, Revelation is flowing right now. It's, it's kind of like a cook cooking, but you know, you go to serve it and it's like when the water turned into wine. You're like, I didn't put that in the pot. <laughs> I'm serving you and I start dipping out, and I'm, of course I'm tasting, I'm eating while you're eating too. And I'm thinking, mm, now hold on. That wasn't in the pot when I brought it out here.
1: <laughs>
0: That's happening right now. Yes, It is. It is. From, my, from my perspective, I'm serving it, so it might be more obvious to me. But I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Don't assume you already know these things. Let, let this get in your spirit. This will change your life for the better. In Romans 10... Romans 10, and uh, this is so wonderful. You want to back up and back up, but uh, he's told about you know how people are born again. You confess with your mouth, verse nine, and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Verse eleven, the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be ashamed. And uh, verse thirteen, whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 15, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Somebody say glad tidings of good things. Now this is a quote from Isaiah 52. And you'll find this, the writer's which is the Spirit of God through men, the writers of the New Testament assume repeatedly you know the Old. Right. And you do yourself a big disservice by neglecting the Old Testament because it is also the Word of God. That's right. And uh, this is a quote from Isaiah. In Isaiah 52.7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings. That means Good news. That publishes peace. That brings good tidings of good. Good tidings of good. Uh, another we'd probably say it like this today. Good news about good things. Say it out loud. Good news, good news. About, good about good things. What do we just get through describing? That is the gospel. Now, You'll hear people talk about the gospel, call all kind of stuff the gospel. But you can tell the nature of it. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news about good things. And it's of God. It would have to be that way because God is He's good. And Jesus is good. And what God did at the cross is good. Is that right? What he, what Jesus is doing for us right now in heaven is good. Is good. So the gospel is good news about the good things that our good God has done for us. <laughs> That's worth combing your hair and coming to church for a ride, right there. Come on, somebody said out loud. The gospel. Is the good news
1: news
0: of the good things things our good God God has done for us? us. Good news about good things. (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) Back to Romans. He said, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings. Of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Not everybody has received the good news about the good things. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? A lot of people have chosen not to believe the good report and have chosen to To believe an evil report. Not a few. Just like it was. In the days when the first generation of God's people. Were delivered from Egyptian bondage. That scenario is happening repeatedly. Generation after generation. You'll have masses of people. Who even though they hear the good news. They choose not to believe it. They choose to believe bad news. About bad things. And they are negative souls. And they dwell on it. And think they're correct because it keeps coming to pass in their life. Their fear and dread of the bad things. Not realizing they could be experiencing good things. If they believe the good news. Hallelujah. For every bad report the world can throw at you. God's got some good news. Right. Is that right? right? To counter it. That's right. If you'll believe it. Right. Somebody say good news, good news. About good things. About good things. <laughs> but it's a choice. As to whether you believe it. But not all have obeyed. The gospel. Not all have obeyed the good news. Many. When they hear it. It's just too good for them. It is. God's too good for them. They decide it's not real. The good news is too good for them. And they decide, well, I live in the real world. Can't be going on about all these fantasies. The real world's ugly. The real world's mean. It's going to get you one way or another. Are there any negative souls around us and in the church and amongst preachers? (laughs) I'm having several thoughts at the moment. (laughs) Go with me to Matthew, Matthew the 7th chapter, and notice this, Matthew 7 and 17, he said, even so, Jesus said, Matthew 7:17, 7, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. Evil, now when we hear evil, sometimes people's minds run off on tangent, but you see it used repeatedly as the opposite of good. A lot of times instead of evil in our modern vernacular, we'd probably say bad, good and bad, good and evil. He said, Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Is God a good God or not? Evil comes out of evil. We talked about this on our, our, our first message here. God is not the author of evil. Now, some phrases and some verses people don't understand because, and to me, this, this clears it up. 1 Timothy says this, I believe it's 4.4 four. 4 so. It says, everything created by God is good. Everything created by God. I would add this phrase, in its original form. Did y'all hear that? In its original form. When God created it, remember our first message we camped out on this in Genesis? God made this what did he say? Is good. He made this what did he say? It's good. He made this and everything that he made behold it was very good. There was nothing evil in God's original creation. Nothing. Even the devil himself was not created the devil. That's right. And what men have done and what the enemy have done and fallen angels have done themselves distorted God's original creation. And when it changed from good to evil, that wasn't God doing it. That was them doing it because he has given different parts of his creation enough free will to choose to rebel against him. And if you're really going to do that, then you have to let people do things that's contrary to your will. But it's in its original form, when God created it, everything he created was good. Do you believe that, saints? Yes. That will clear your theology up. That'll help you so much if you'll believe that. But skip down in, in verse 7 of this same 7th chapter. Back up and see what he had just said prior to this. Ask, and it shall be given you, do what? Ask. ask, and it'll be given you. And next, what does it say? Seek, Seek. and you shall find. Right. Knock; it'll be open to you. For everyone that asks receives; he that seeks finds. Say it out loud. He that seeks finds. He that seeks, find. This is a spiritual law, mm-hmm. spoken out of the mouth of the Master. Yes. This is a law. You find what you look for. I said you find what you search for. What you seek means search. We might say today look for it. You find what you look for. Now we just got through reading in our text in Psalm 34. If you want to have a good life. What did he say? You need to keep your tongue and your mouth. From talking evil. And you need to seek good. You know who's going to find good? The ones that look for it. The ones that search for it. You know you can read the Bible and get nothing but judgment and destruction and woe, woe, woe unto you. Did you know that? You can read the Bible, and no matter where you read, you can see that. Because that's what you're looking for. And if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. But here's the great truth. God is good. So if you're not looking for something good, you're not looking for God. God is good he's good everything that has ever come out of God was good good all good nothing but good he is light and in him is no darkness at all not one particle one translation said. he's good so if you're looking for something bad you'll find it but it won't be God Oh, somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Vanessa, it's totally up to you. Yeah. Millions of people, generation after generation, going all the way back to the first generation of Israelites delivered out of Egyptian bondage. Millions in every generation have chosen not to believe the good report about the good things, but have chosen to believe the evil report. And all they think about and all they talk about is how bad. And because of that, people's understanding gets darkened and warped. And they think God is dark. And they think that God is bad. And they attribute all this evil stuff to God. And so they're looking for evil. They're looking for bad all the time. And so they're not seeing God. Because if you're looking for evil, you're not going to find God. He's not evil. God is good. Somebody say God is good. God is good. good. And if you seek for God, you're seeking for good. What happens when you seek for? You'll find. Jesus said, seek and you shall find. One phrase we use for is looking for. Searching for. Looking for. If you're looking for a reason to be mad at somebody. <laughs> if people are not so hot, you won't have to look very hard. You'll find it. Even if people are great people, you may have to look a little harder, but you'll find something. To be mad at them about, to be upset about. If you're looking for it, you will find it. If you're looking for a reason to quit, what will happen? Maybe you didn't find it today or next week, but if you keep looking for it, you will find a reason to quit and you will quit. If you're looking for something bad, you're going to find something bad. And in a world full of bad stuff, (laughs) that's the easy route. That's the lazy man's way. It takes faith to push back the bushes and say, there's something good out here. I know it is. There's something good in this dark place down here. I know it is. And by the help of God, I'm going to find it. He's going to show me. You might not see it all today or next week but how I many know according to Jesus you keep looking for it you will find it. And when you do it'll be like the pearl of great price and you go "Whoa! look here look here I knew it was here. But before you look for it and persist in looking for it you first have to be persuaded that the good thing is there. You have to be persuaded of the good more than you are the bad. And you do people the same way. They may have glaring deficiencies, (laughs) idiosyncrasies, failures. You know their problem? They're a lot like you. (laughs) And it's anybody can just look on the surface and judge and go, that's pitiful, I don't like that, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't want to be, but it takes faith to look past that rough, crusty exterior. Come on, are you listening? And look at people's hearts like God does and go, I tell you, there's something good in them. There's something good in there. I'm telling you, there's something, there's something really good in them. And you know, if you look for it, I said, if you look for it, if you look, what what if every husband and wife was looking for the good things in their spouse? I know it's there. I know. And even if you're aware of some good things, you believe there's more good things that I hadn't seen. And waiting, just waiting past some of the bad stuff, you know. Yeah, it's there. Okay, push that aside. You know. Yeah. Okay, just push that aside. Uh, there's bad everywhere in the world, but I'm I'm not a child of the bad. I'm a good child, full of the goodness of God, made in the likeness and image of my good Father. Is that right? And I'm looking for something good. You know, that that's what the Lord was endeavoring to minister to the body of Christ through Brother Oil Roberts many years ago. Something good is going to happen to you today. Now, you need to take that for yourself and go, something good is going to happen to me today. And so then you're looking for it which means you're in faith. Yeah. I said, that means you're in faith. Yes. Thank How you. many people are looking for the bad? And then when something shows up, I knew it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I knew it. I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I knew. Well, you, they were believing for it. Yeah. Right. They were looking for something bad and worse. So they're not even surprised when it comes. Mm-mm. I'm looking for something good. Yeah. So I'm not shocked when something good happens to me. I'm happy about it and God always does it in ways you didn't think about, but you're not shocked that something good happened. You were expecting something good to happen. You were looking for it. Exactly. It changed your whole life. Oh my. Instead of getting up dreading to go to work, dreading to go to school, you get up excited. Yes. Something good. That's right. And then when it happens, <laughs> Right? That's right? Everybody, said, well, they said something good was going to happen. They said it. They said it. That's right. Hey, hey. Yeah. is it true that if you look for it, yes. you will find it? Yes. Well, then smart people would do what? Oh. They would quit looking for the bad stuff and start looking for some good. Because right. you're going to find what you're seeking after. Go to Hebrews 11, please. Mm, hallelujah. You see, when the Israelites sent the spies out and they came back and 10 of them brought up an evil report, that didn't, the spiritual cause of that didn't happen that day. They had been like that possibly all their lives. It just was an opportunity for it to come out. Do you know you can be in the midst of a move of God? And miracles and great things happening all around you. And be just as negative as can be. Yeah. Do you know that? Yes, sir. You know, God gives somebody a brand new $100,000 card. And you go, I saw a Nick in the hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people. God give them a new house. And they talked more about how much money it was going to take to get the new drapes. <laughs> you know, they don't have drapes in a whole part of the house. And they just talk about needing money and needing drapes. Negative souls. You should be shouting about your new house.
1: That's right.
0: Is that right? That's right? And they found this in ministering in Brother Hagin's healing school and healing minister for years. Lord showed me this one day. Anybody can gripe about something that's wrong with you. Physically. And you know our bodies are not perfect. In the sense of flawless physically. None of us. Our bodies have been affected by the curse. In this earth. Even you see a baby's born. They go the child's perfect. Actually no. If you take a microscope. You measure everything. This eye's a little bit bigger than this eye. This foot's a little bit. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We've been altered by the curse. And because of that. And people not living, you know, exactly like they should. You know, how many of you think you have always perfectly followed the direction of the Lord in your diet, in your exercise, in sleep and all these things? Well, you violate natural laws for decades. That can affect you too. And that's nobody's fault but yours. But anyway, if you got something that's not working quite right, you can focus on him. You go, my finger, my finger hurts. And when I straighten it out, ow, it's just not my finger. And you can become finger focused. And you go, oh, my finger, my finger, my finger. And you look around and go, their finger works just fine. Why can't my finger be like their finger? And totally forget that you got nine that work just fine. Come on, y'all listening. And ten toes and two good knees and two good elbows and shoulders. Don't be a negative soul. Be thankful for everything that's working. And put your faith on anything that needs to be fixed. But if you get negative, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And if you start looking for problems, yes. ow, what was that?
1: <laughs>
0: now, that's a dangerous question to ask because the devil will come immediately and supply, and he'll just go down the list and try to get what you'll accept. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what was that? This is terminal disease. You'll be dead for the week, sir. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't believe that, no. Well, it's an incurable problem. You're going to be devastated and incapacitated. No, no, no. And you just go down the list until he'll get you to accept something. And I've seen people that have gone from doctor to doctor, done test after test, and they tell them, it's not there, it's not there. And they go, oh, it's there, I know it's there. Well, if you search for it, you're gonna find it. And the truth is, it may not have been there when you first started searching, but because you believed it so strong and looked for it, it opened the door for the enemy to come. Well, what if you looked for healing like that? Come on, what if, what if, you, what if you looked for it? What if you just kept searching for healing like that? You thought, healing is mine. You keep looking for it to show up. You go, it's, it's, it's gonna show up. It's gonna show up. you will find what you look for. Hebrews 11, are you there? Hebrews 11. This thing has mushroomed on me again. (laughs) And I'm so thankful. Hebrews 11, talking about faith. Real Christians are faith people. Can't be any other way. You're not a faith person. You're not a real Christian. That's how you become a Christian. It's through faith. And the just shall live by faith. And the just shall walk by faith. And this whole chapter deals with faith. And he says in verse 6, without faith, it is what? What does impossible mean? It's impossible to please him. What does that mean? So without faith, there is no way you're going to please God. Not going to happen. Four, he that comes to God must believe that he is. That means that he is real, that he exists, that he is God. Do not rush past that one. There are millions of people on this planet that don't believe God exists. And the enemy will try to attack you in this area quicker than you think. You might think, well, there's no way I'd ever doubt that God exists. You could get there quicker than you think. Don't have to, but it could. You must believe that he is does God exist? Yes. yes,
1: sir. You believe it? Yes, yes sir.
0: How you know? By, faith. <laughs> By
1: faith.
0: Faith. faith. And people say, Well, prove it. You will not be able to, nobody will be able to prove it in the sense they're talking about in this life right. and on this earth because it's not what God wants. If he wanted to prove it. He could stick his face. In the sky. From New York to L.A. And go hey. I'm real. There's a million things he could do. That would shake this planet. And by. You know lunchtime, there wouldn't be a being on the planet that wasn't 100% convinced that God exists. And I said, why don't he do it? He doesn't want to do it. He's not doing it on purpose. He's actually hiding himself in some degrees. The truth is, people say, well, there's no proof of God. That's one of the biggest lies. Everything around you is proof of God. Everything around you is proof of God. And if God revealed himself any more than he's doing right now, it would take away the opportunity for faith. And tell me what pleases him above everything else. Faith. So that's why it is the way it is. That you don't see him with your eyes. You don't touch him with your hands. And it's up to you and I. It's our choice. You hear sometimes people say, well, I I can't believe in that. That's not true. You could believe if you would. But you choose not to. And the big problem is a basic dishonesty with unbelievers. Not my idea. Read Romans 1 real carefully sometime. And it says that God even his eternal power and Godhead has been revealed in what he has created that's right. yes. Yes. if you'll be honest you will see him everywhere in the night sky in the mountain range in the ocean blue and if you want to believe that all of this just sprang into existence by itself don't call it science that's a joke It's a belief. There's no proof that everything was created without God. That's a belief. People choose to believe. And if you follow that, there are people in the scientific community that believe a godless concept. And if you follow it to its end, it's an evil report. It will not bless you (laughs) that you are some kind of of a microorganism that somehow developed, but basically the earth's about to be destroyed anyway, and there ain't nothing out there anyway. and it's not going to matter to us, even if it was. it's one big old downer. Yeah. <laughs> it's an evil report. Yeah. But the truth yeah. is good news yeah. about good things. Yeah. That God made this thing for us. It's the truth. And he's preparing something that is curse free for us. And we're actually being trained right now to rule and reign with him forever. Wow. Say out loud. Faith is, a Faith is a choice. Don't say, I can't believe that. Say you don't. Say you choose not to. That's right. the truth. Right. I'm glad I choose to believe him. I believe he is real. And he is God. But that's not the rest of the verse. That's not the whole of the verse. Come on, help me. What's the rest of it say? Without faith. It's what? Impossible. Not happening. To please him. For he that comes to God... You could, say out, you could also say it like this. There's no way you can come to God. There's no way you can know anything about God. There's no any way you can receive anything from God. There's no way. Unless you do these two things. Believe that he exists. Believe he exists. Believe he's real. Is there a place called heaven? Is there a throne? Hallelujah. Yes. Where the Almighty sits, is, is there a place? Uh-huh. And the angels of the Lord cry, holy, yes. holy, holy yes. is the Lord God Almighty. Is, is there a place? Yes. With a great crystal sea in front of it and the rainbow around about it. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It's real. Uh-huh. Yes. I said it's real. Yes. People stare up in the night sky and go, I reckon there's life out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You must believe that He is. And what else must you believe? That He is a what? A rewarder. A rewarder. Now this is where millions of Christians are falling short. They believe God is. But they don't believe this. God is a what? A A rewarder of them that diligently. That do what? Oh, uh, there it is again. Yeah. Them that what? Seek. Seek him. What's a reward? Is a reward something good yes. or something bad? Good. If it was something bad, you wouldn't call it a reward. <laughs> Penalty, <laughs> punishment, uh, you know, Judgment. Didn't say he's a re, he's a judger of them that seek him. No. Reprover of them that seek him. No. He's a what? Rewarder. He's a rewarder. Yes. And just so we're we're clear on it, there's a scripture that says the very same thing. Ezra, eight. You don't have to turn there. Ezra eight twenty two. It says, the hand of our God down in part B here. The hand of our God is upon all them for what? Good. For good that seek Him. Hallelujah. What's the reward? The reward is God's hand on your life. Amen. Is God a good God? Yes. What kind of hand does He have then? It's a, it's a good hand. And when His good hand comes on your life, what can you expect? Good, good. things. Good things to begin to manifest. And show up. These good things. Happen to who? They that seek him. Oh hallelujah. Thank you Lord. The message Bible says in Hebrews 11.6. You must believe that he exists. And that he cares enough. To respond to. To those who seek him. You'll find the devil attacks these two areas. Continuously. His first place. If he could get you to believe God does not exist. Then he you're totally defeated. Lost and defeated. But even if you believe God exists. That's not enough. To live a victorious life. You can believe He's real. You can believe He created everything. You can believe He's all-wise, all-knowing, all-powerful. But that doesn't mean if He doesn't care about you, if He doesn't know you exist or care, what does that mean to you? And so if the devil cannot get you to believe that God doesn't exist, you know the next area he'll fall back to and work on night and day? To try to get you to believe God doesn't care. Yeah, that's right. And he won't stop there. This is where he's working between us all the time too. He'll try to convince you that I don't care. And he'll try to convince me that you don't care. Because if he can convince you of that, he takes away your faith. Because faith works by Love. So you, the rug of your faith is just pulled right out. If he can convince you, God doesn't really care. Oh, he's there. He's off somewhere in heaven. But he, you know, what would he care about me and what I'm doing? How would he even know? But the Bible says something different God so loved. Yeah. Somebody say loved, loved, loved. He so loved the world. Somebody say he loves us. He loves us. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting eternal life. Has God proven his love to us? Has he? Has Jesus proven his love to us? And yet, Many, many Christians are trying to get him to prove it again and again and again while they reserve judgment to see if he really does. And the truth is, no matter how much of God is manifested in their life, they have chosen not to believe the love They've chosen to believe the evil report. And you'll hear it communicated about other people. If it's happening with God, it'll happen with other people. The two are connected. And you'll hear them talking about, they don't care about me. After all I've done for them. They don't care about me. What's about that being in your mouth. The enemy will try to get that phrase in your mouth. I don't care. You ever heard that? Maybe when it came out of your mouth. (laughs) I I don't care. I could care less. I just don't care. You don't want to say that. I said you don't want to say that. Because a lot of times these phrases, the enemy will use it and cause somebody to hear it. Maybe you didn't mean it that way, but what they hear is I don't care about you. And he's already trying to feed them that anyway. And if it's coming out of your mouth, even if it's not what you meant, he's able to twist it. You do care. I said you do care. You care about people. I'm not talking about taking anxious care. I'm talking about caring about people, valuing them, loving them, appreciating them. You do care. And don't say, well, I don't care what they think. Yeah, you do. I didn't say you had to be incapacitated, or driven by it, or led by it. Right. But you care. Yes, sir. Why? For, for one thing, for their sake. Right. You want them to be happy. You want them to be free. You want things to be right. Yeah. Somebody say we care. We care. We care, about we care about people. And we want to combat what the enemy is telling other the folks that we don't care. There'll be times, you don't know, you don't see why you needed to say it, but the Lord will prompt you. You need to just say it. You need to say, man, we we think the world of you. We, we see good things in you, what we're just already talking about. Believe in you. You're important to us. You matter to us. We, we need to vocalize these things more. And combat the enemy coming and whispering and telling people they don't care. They don't care. Let me read you a couple of cases real quickly here. What we're talking about. This happened with Jesus. Repeatedly. But uh, it wasn't true then. It isn't true now. The Bible said, "You remember in Mark 4 and 38. When they were crossing the, uh, the lake. And the storm came up. Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship. Asleep on a pillow. And remember they woke him up. Mark 4:38, and they said, Master, what'd they say? Yeah. Carest thou not? What'd we say today? Don't you care? Don't you care? Where'd they get that idea? Where'd that come from? Did Jesus do something to make them think he didn't care? So why would they say that? Why is what he's doing proves that he doesn't care? The man's getting a nap. Right. <laughs> He ministered. Now now you laugh, but this happens all the time. They are not doing one thing against you. Taking a nap. Not even thinking about you maybe at the moment. Not thinking about anything. And yet, this person's embroiled and upset. They don't care. They don't care. Why? Because if he cared, he would be awake and he'd be doing something Listen, friend, if you want to, you can believe the devil's lies the rest of your life and always trying to get God to prove to you that he cares about you. And if you do that, nothing will ever be enough. No matter how many prayers answered, no matter how many healings or miracles, you will always, the next time something comes up, You'll go, well, I just don't, I just feel like God don't care. I just feel like God's not with me. I just feel like, and hey, you need to get over the feels like. Yes, sir. Because feels like ain't the truth. Just because you feel like something, that don't make it true. All right. The truth is, he does not need to do one more thing to prove how much he loves you. He did it. When he was born a human being. Come on, are you listening? When he went to the cross, when he bore your sicknesses and carried your pains and took the punishment of your sin, he proved it once and for all. And to doubt it, to question him, doesn't mean he needs to prove anything to you. It means you need to quit doubting his obvious love for you. Yes. Quit believing lies and do the same thing with other people. Now, people can fail. And there are cases where people don't care as much as they should. But don't just assume that's the case. And especially if somebody has been there for you and done things for you repeatedly, do not let the first little thing that crosses your mind cause you to go, well, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. You, that's you being unthankful. They've been there for you repeatedly. Why do you just assume they don't care? When it comes to that kind of thing, you need to be a doubter. People say, they don't care about you. You go, I doubt that. Well, they said this, and they said, that, well, maybe they had a reason why. Maybe, who knows? I've said some dumb stuff myself. But I'm not going to just assume right. they don't care about me. Right. I'm not. Don't be quick to believe the devil's lies. Be a little hypersensitive, nini baby. Right. Did anybody look at you crossways? Or, you, you see the thing they got upset about? He's not doing what they think he ought to be doing right. for them. And in this life, there's going to be some things. That don't go the way you thought they would. That's right. yep. Listen to this, friend. Death, dying, is not the worst thing that can happen to the person. Dying is not the worst thing that can happen. You, you see, people get all upset, somebody died, and they go, Well, I, I prayed, and I did this, and I did that, and they died, and, and that's the. And they're questioning God. Well, God, don't you care? That's an evil sentiment. There's stuff you don't know. And it ain't over. Amen. I said, it ain't over. And if they were saved, shout for them. Amen. Be happy. That's right? right? Exactly. And there, there are going to be some things happen you don't understand. And you don't know why. And there are going to be some things you prayed and you tried to get to happen and it didn't happen. Let me tell you what you don't do. You don't question God's love. Yes. You admit that you don't know enough to fill the bottom of a thimble compared to him. You admit, right? Yes, sir. But you hold on to it and you say, I don't know this and I don't know why that, but I know this. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. He loves me. That's right. He will never leave me, he will never forsake me. I believe the love that he has for me. And he has something good for me, yes. and I'm looking for it. Yes. I'm seeking for it, right. and he is a rewarder. He's a hand. His hand comes on for good yes. those who seek him. Yes. 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 Go with me to Romans, please. In closing, I think. Boy, I could use some more time. You. you need to hear this one too. Just keep your place there in Romans 8. There was another occasion, you remember, where uh, Jesus and, and the crew was over at uh, Martha and Mary's house. You remember that? And yes. uh-huh. hey, You remember Martha got mad. Yeah. She got upset. Yes. And Luke 10, 40, you hear what she said. Same thing. Martha was cumbered about much serving, and she came to him, and she said, what'd she say? Yeah. Lord, don't you care? Oh, that's pitiful, is it? Yes. Don't you care? One of them's scared. The guy's in the boat. This one's mad. And maybe taking it to heart, hurt, upset. Why? They've been around Jesus. Do you think Jesus ever did anything to them to convince them he doesn't care? Never. He's love manifested in the flesh. He's God. He's good. Manifested in the flesh. But I don't care. You can be sitting beside Jesus at the table. And the enemy come and lie to you and tell you that Jesus doesn't care. You're hurting. You got a problem. And He just too busy. He ain't got time for you. He don't care. I had This kind of thing happened to me any number of times I, when I was taught at Ramah we were in graduation, and I helped assist with the ceremony. And one guy came by uh, up on the platform. The crowd's down there. This is the middle of the ceremony. And we're shaking hands, and I'm not supposed to be shaking hands. I'm standing behind Brother Hagen, handing him diplomas and stuff. I'm just helping. And he stopped by me. He said, I forgive you. Oh, my land. I thought, okay, <laughs> just keep moving. <laughs> this is the ceremony, this is the graduation. This ain't time for him to do that. Well, he found me later. And I looked at him. I said, for what? He said, well, you know, back first year, one day I, I met you walking down the hall and I spoke to you. You didn't even answer me. That's awful, ain't it? Yes, sir. Didn't even answer. I had no knowledge of it. But see, he, he'd been believing for years. That I had something against him. I don't know the man. I was on my way to a class. To teach and preach. When I get ready to minister. I get in a zone. I might not see a gorilla or a pink elephant. I'm serious. I do. I <laughs> and I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm doing nothing despite him. But what's sad. Is that chewing on him and got it that's in his crawl for two years. For, yeah. for what? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: sure. He believed a lie yep. of the devil. Yes. Yes. I did care about him. I didn't know him, but I did care about him. Yeah. That's why I'm fasting and praying, seeking God about what to teach. That's yeah. why that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yes. We do care about you. Yes. yes. Thank you. But he decided to believe a lie. Was he looking for something bad? Yes. And he found it, even though it wasn't there. Oh, what if he'd have been looking for something good? He could have said, ah, he probably didn't even notice me. Man, he's probably in the zone. (laughs) We're going to have a good class today. That's right. 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 And he could have avoided all that junk for two years. (laughs) Are y'all okay? She said, don't you care? My sister has left me to serve alone. What What did Jesus say? Martha? Martha. You are careful and troubled about many things. Keep reading. One thing. Somebody say one thing, one thing. One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that what? That what? What was Mary looking for? Martha was looking for something to get upset about. What was Mary looking for? She was looking for something good, was going to come out in the ministry today through Jesus. Is that right? She's looking for something good. She's sitting there. She's ready. And he said, and she's going to get it. And it ain't going to be taken away from her. (laughs) Romans 8, Romans 8. Be on the watch about the they don't care. I said, be on watch for it. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Don't let him trick you. Don't let him trip you up. Somebody say, he's a liar. He's a liar. God, does God does love me. And there's a lot of people care about me. Care
1: about
0: me. They do. Yep. Don't doubt it. Believe it. Look for it. Yeah. And if you find somebody that don't care about you, just don't let that bother you. Say, okay, I know somebody does. That's right. Maybe it's them. Maybe yeah. it's who said they owed me anyway? That's right. And if you find out if you won't be such a grouch and rain on everybody's parade, you'll actually have more people care about you. <laughs> <laughs> Romans 8, verse 28. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to everybody. No, no. You hear people say that all the time. When we know everything's working out for the good. No, uh-uh, no. Everything is not working out for the good for everybody. No, it is not. This is a specific group of people. Who's it going to work out for, for good? They love God. Them that love God? Yes. What if you don't believe in God? Well, what, like? what if you don't believe He's a good God or rewarder of those that And to them who are the called according to his purpose. A specific group of people. People that are uh, responding to the call. People that love God. Keep reading. For whom he did foreknow he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified. Does that sound like something good ahead of you? Or something bad? Something to look forward to? Something to shout about? What do you got to look forward to? Come on, back up and read it. Say it out loud. I am predestinated. For glory. glory. (laughs) That's where I'm headed. Keep reading. What should we say to these things? If God, which a lot of people don't even believe in, be for us, who can be, we might say, successfully against us? Nobody's bigger than him. And he cares about me. God loves me. You need to say that frequently. God loves me, he knows me, he knows my name, he knows the numbers of the hairs on my head. And he's got a good plan for me. Does he? He said, I know the thoughts. I know the thoughts I think about you. And it's good. Keep reading. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If there was ever anything, the Lord would say, no, that's too much. I'm not giving you that. It would have been Jesus, his son. But if he gave you Jesus, giving you a car is nothing. Is that giving you a house? Come on, giving you some money, right? That's nothing. That's what he's saying. If he didn't withhold Jesus from us. Did that prove how much he loves us? Yes. And Jesus coming, did that prove it? Yes. Are you going to try to make him reprove it every other week? come on the rest of your life? Or are you just going to accept it right now and say I don't care what I see or feel or what anybody says, God loves me. He loves me. I know he does. I'm not going to let anybody tell me anything different. It's a choice. It's faith. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Keep reading. Who will lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Not God. He's the one that justified you. Who will condemn you? Not Christ. He's the one that died for you and rose again at the right hand of God who's making intercession for you so that you're not condemned. He's for me. He's on my side. I have an advocate. I have representation in heaven. I know somebody. Do you? And he knows me. You talk about knowing somebody. We're not talking about a king or a president. We're talking about the king of kings. The Lord of lords. I know him. I know him. Personally. He knows me. And acknowledges me. He knows my name. He'll tell you I'm his. He'll tell you he knows me. And he'll tell me he knows you. Is it true or not? Verse 35. I want you to get this now. Get this. Get this. Who shall separate us. From the love. Of Christ. What can drive a wedge. Between me and God. So that he don't love me anymore. What, What can do it? Can tribulation do it? Somebody say, no. No. Can distress do it? Can can we get through enough distress that God's, his love for us wanes and fades? And he says, you know, I used to love them, but the thrill is gone. And I just, (laughs) there's been too much distress, too much tribulation. Too much persecution and famine and nakedness and peril and sword. And I'm tired and they're tired. And let's just call it quits, okay? Let's just admit it's over. Somebody say, no, 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 no. None of that can separate me from the Lord's love for me. Keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. As it's written, for thy sake we we're killed all the day long, accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now again, no matter what happens, you've got to hold on. God loves me. Yes, Even if a man died as a martyr... Even if this happened or that happened and you didn't understand with your last breath, you need to say, because who are you going to see in just a few milliseconds? Come on, come on. In your last breath. If you don't, if it looked like everything went wrong and you don't know why it went this way, you need to look up and say, well, I don't understand it, but I know this. He loves me and I love him. And he'll never leave me and forsake me. He's with me. No. Somebody say nay. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He loved us. He loves us. He always will. I said he always will. For I am persuaded. Somebody say, "Me me too. I'm persuaded, Paul said, that neither death nor life no angels, nor principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, come on anybody, no height, nor depth, nor any other thing created. Is there anything you can encounter that doesn't exist? It exists, it was created, it was created good, maybe failed and became something wrong, but it was it exists. In one of these categories, Uh shall any of that be powerful enough and devastating enough to separate you so that you are no longer loved by God? You're removed from the love of God. The love of God can't get to you anymore. Somebody say, never going to happen. Never going to happen. None of it is able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, stand up on your feet, stand up on your feet. Somebody said out loud. He loves me he loves and I believe it. I, believe I, love him, I love him and he receives it. He receives it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. glory to God. Oh, say glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. Tell me what you're going to do when something comes to your mind. Well, where's, where's your God? Where is he? If he cared, don't you listen to it for a minute. You would reassert. You say, he does, he does care. He does care. He does care. Now, what about your brother and sister? Are you going to be quick to believe evil about them? You should be a doubter about those things. They should have to prove it to you through multiple ways and multiple times that they don't care about you. Even if they look at you, go. I don't care about you. You go. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Cause you know I thought you did. I still think you do. I think you're just upset and mouthing off. <laughs> Instead of being such a negative soul, do you go. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you never cared about me. Don't be so easily duped by the devil separating you from people that care about you, separating you from people that are a strength to you and a supply to you. There was a time you were convinced they cared about you. What happened? Did they really quit caring about you? Is it true they never did? Or is it true you just started believing some lies and you got all soured and bittered and let the Lord separate you from some great blessings that God's put in your life well if you did it doesn't have to stay that way you can repent you can call somebody today you can talk to somebody you can see somebody today this week and get this fixed and get this out of the way close your eyes if you would oh hallelujah said out loud Father God I choose to never again question your love or doubt your love for me. You don't need to prove anything to me. You already have. I need to demonstrate to you that I love you and I do. Forgive us, Lord, Forgive us, Lord for, believing for believing any lies that others don't care, that others don't care when, they never when they never stopped. We resist the enemy. We resist, the enemy. We resist, his, lies we resist his lies and choose, and choose to seek, to seek. Not, not, the evil, not the evil, but for the good. For the good. And thank you, thank you for helping us to find it.